Hello, hello. Praise the Lord. And good morning to all lovely listeners. I really thank God for your lives. You have been a blessing to this channel. Um, percentage of people watching in Ghana, percentage of people listening in um, listening in Ghana, listening in in US, and um, listening in India. Yeah, the number of people listening in US are very light, they're very small. And the uh, percentage of people watching in Canada, just one percent. In America, three percent. And um, the the large numbers that listens is the Ghanaians and the Indians. But I thank you all for being a part of um, this lovely mission or commission for us to stay together, learn together, grow together in the Word of God, in the knowledge of Christ. I thank you for this morning. Today I'm here to talk about freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ. But before we talk about freedom in Christ, we go into prayer. We go into prayer. We have a short prayer. Then we go into the Word of God. I hope it's okay. So, wherever you are, as the music goes on, you have um, like three, four minutes to say something to God, to bless Him, to worship Him, give Him praise and adoration, for He is worthy to be praised and now and forever. For He has set you free, He has set me free. That is one thing that remains, oh God. That is the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. Open your mouth and thank Him for His love. We thank you, Lord. We bless you for this morning. We adore you, O God, for your for your love and mercy, your loving kindness, O God. We bless you, O Lord Jesus. We adore you, O Lord Jesus. <coughs> we give you praise. We give you praise, O God. We give you praise, O God. We adore you. We magnify you, O Lord. We thank you, God, O Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. We bless you, God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for this morning. We give you praise and give you all the adoration in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It's a very lovely morning. And we thank God for your lives. I thank God for your lives. It's a very lovely morning. I have you guys here. And today we are just going to have a little discussion, a very short discussion, a very short topic. I'm going to just touch on it because this topic, I have touched on it in several ways. So I believe you're going to be blessed by this. So I said that freedom in Christ 
which embodies in the love of Christ. And um, I want us to look at, as a Christian or Christian have freedom over sin and darkness when we follow Christ. So lean and memorize verses about freedom in Christ. Understand? You, as a Christian, you, are, you, are, you have freedom over sin and over darkness. The power of darkness. You have power and you have freedom over it because of Jesus Christ. That is the greatest love of God that has come down unto us. By He sacrificing His life for you and I. For you, and he, he got victory out of that. And because of that, that victory has now channeled to us that believe and that, that walk with Him. It is really lovely to be blessed. Lovely to be walking in the steps of God. Lovely to be saved. Now let's go to our scriptures for today. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. The Bible says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we understand that the Bible lets us understand that our bodies are the temple of God. And the Bible lets us, and, and we, if you are going deep to understand who God is, God is a spirit and he is holy. So the Holy Spirit of God, that is God himself, is the Holy Spirit. Because if we are to describe who God is in our theological studies and everything, we know that God is a spirit and he is holy. Understand? So, and we know that the Holy Spirit is from God. So if God is a spirit and he is holy, then he himself is the Holy Spirit. Now carefully, God, the Bible says that, don't you know that the body is the temple of God and God dwells within you? Jesus also made the same claims by saying that anyone that obeys me, anyone that loves me, anyone that obeys me, my father is also happy with him. And I and my father will come and live in such a one. Understand? So God lives inside of you. That is what the scripture is saying that now the Lord is the spirit. The Lord is the spirit. It means the Lord and a spirit or the Lord and his spirit. He said the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. So the Lord is the spirit and that spirit will, is what is living inside of you. Many people always make that wrong um, explanation or wrong teaching that the Holy Spirit comes and goes. It doesn't live inside of us. But we remember last time I was teaching concerning the Holy Spirit is sealed with us. The time, the day we accepted Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit was gifted to us. It was sealed with us. That is, the Spirit of God was sealed. We became like sealed with Him because of the death of the Son. Because He, he is sealed with the Son. So anyone that receives the Son, automatically He is sealed with us. Jesus says something, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. So anyone that will believe in Him, definitely automatically. If He says that I come and make my home with you with my Father. So if He says I am in the Father and the Father is in me, then definitely... If you believe and receive him, he, or he and his father comes and live in you. And if he and his father comes and live in you, what has happened? There's a seal. Because of his death, we were adopted through the death of Jesus Christ. So adoption is we became sons of God. Sons of God. And Jesus was a son of God and he was dwelling in his father. So if you and I become sons of God, where will we dwell? We will dwell in the father and the father will dwell in us. So the spirit of God is our God himself live inside of us 
it lives inside of us. And therefore, we have the freedom over sin and we have freedom over what? The power of darkness. And the power of darkness will not get to us because of our union with Christ. Which is really an amazing thing that we all have to pay attention to. If you go to the book of John chapter 8 verse 36, the Bible says that, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If the Son of God sets you free, you will free indeed. When you receive Jesus Christ, He sets you free that day. He sets you free from sin. He sets you free from your attacks. Let me give a testimony. There are a lot of people who are not free. Especially when I came to India. A lot of people that I've met who were not free. They were not free in a sense that it was some of them were difficult for them to conceive. I have made this a, a test, I've said this testimony several times. And these are great, great testimonies, so I'll continue saying it. Understand? And um, they were in bondage that in a stand that they, anytime they conceive, they get miscarried. I know somebody who had been like that for almost 10 years. And I know a lot of people who were in marriages for one year, two years, three years, four years. And every time they conceived, it got miscarried. And most of them were not Christians. Let me say they were not Christians, most of them. And I'll talk about these two unbelievers who had an encounter with the Holy, with, with the Holy Spirit, had an encounter with God. God used me to have an encounter for them because God lives inside of me. So when they met me, they met God. Not me, but God is inside of me. That's what the Bible said. Don't you know that ye are God? You understand? Because if a God lives inside of me, I'm an, I'm an embodiment of God. And as an embodiment of God, what I want us to understand is as embodiment of God, God, it's, 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 it's moving. It's moving within this temple you understand he's moving in the temple so anybody that comes closer to the temple of god gets an encounter so the people came to me i actually met one um, one unbeliever's wife you understand he is an unbeliever but his wife is a believer but because of the marriage you understand he's not she was not allowed to be going to church and all but when i met then i the Spirit of God made me speak to her concerning a child. That you need a child and God wants to use me to bless you with a child. She said, yes, we need. We have been having miscarriages several times. I said, tell your husband to meet me. And I told them what to do. So her husband obeyed and met me. Even though he wasn't a Christian, he met me because he was desperate for a child. And through that, the Spirit of God spoke to him. I prophesied to him concerning a child within that same month and truly after three weeks i had a dream that a lady was pregnant i confirmed with them yes he, she was pregnant then after i told them that child is a boy and he's going to give birth to a baby boy through the inspiration of the holy spirit he gave birth to a baby boy and um i told that she, the man was looking for an encounter i said that you have this encounter the first encounter is you are going to have a dream about jesus and the second encounter is you're going to have a baby boy and all these things came to pass. And today as I'm talking about, the person has given his life to Jesus. The person said, if God is able to show me, because I'm also following other gods, and all our gods that we follow have books. If you go to the, um, the Muslim have Quran, 
the Hindus have their own book, the Buddhists have their own book, Christians have their own book. So, so because of that, he said, everybody is talking about his book. Everybody is talking about a book. But I want to know who is truly the son of God, who is truly a child of God, so that I can be able to what? Receive. Receive. I can also receive the Holy Spirit. And I can receive God. If truly He is the God, let Him give me an encounter. And God gave him an encounter, and today the man is free. God even set, set him free because God realized his heart was pure. God realized that his heart was receptive, like he wanted to receive God, but he was just confused. So God even gave him liberty over the spirit because he himself had a dream of some spirit pursuing him the th same thing that he was worshiping turned against and pursuing him and he mentioned the name of jesus and he was he was saved he was rescued the people just scattered <laughs> so god saw his heart <laughs> and set him free before he even received jesus he liberated him whoever the son of god set free will be free indeed. And other people who came to me, they thought that I was a Baba. They said that, please, we heard that you're a very powerful man. We have heard testimonies about you. And uh, my wife has also, we have been married for very long years. And my wife is not able to conceive. She has evil possession. Sometimes the evil come on her. She feels heavy-headed and um, cries and be in pain. So we heard that you will be able to do this for us. So please help us. I said, no, I am not the one. But the one who lives inside of me is the one who does it. Just that he uses my image because I'm the embodiment of him. So many people think it's me, it's not me, but it's the one who lives inside of me and he's going to help you and your wife. I pray for her, I pray for both of them and I, as the Holy Spirit led me, I led them to prayer and receive Jesus Christ and um, the directions of the Holy Spirit, I followed it and I gave to them. And as I'm talking to you now, the demon left her and also she's two months pregnant, getting to her three months pregnancy. <laughs> pregnancy that they always have miscarried for very long years of their marriage. But within last two months that they met, they got solution. They went through so many places to the Babas and to the whatever, whatever, idol temples to get help. But none of them were able to help them. But when they had an encounter, one meeting, only just one meeting, with me the spirit of god used me to change your life to heal his wife from this problem and also to give them a baby which is really a freedom if you read a book of there are a lot of testimony but let me just skip it if you read the book of first corinthians chapter 6 verse 12 the bible says that i have the right to do anything you say but not everything is beneficial I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. What the Bible is trying to let us understand is the freedom that we have received in Christ, the freedom that we have received in Christ Jesus, we should not abuse that favor, that grace. Because most of the times when people realize, oh, I am free from sin, because those times, if I had to sin, then I had to sacrifice a, a lamb for my sins cleansing right now. So that don't use this freedom for an absurd thing, but rather use this freedom 
not to do anything bad. You understand? Don't let... I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered about by anything. So I have the right to do anything, but I will not let anything master over me. I hope you understand. The anything that it talks about is with your freedom, you are free. God has liberated you with freedom. You have the right to do anything. But remember very carefully that the, in the anything that you are doing, you don't let anything master over you. You understand? Which is sin. You have the right to move. You have the right to talk to anybody. You have the right to, 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 to move to anywhere you want to go to, to eat whatever you want to eat. But don't let things master over you. Don't let anything control you. What he's trying to say is sometimes Paul was actually elaborating something. You know, as a Christian, we have the Spirit of God. And it leads us. And what makes us become more spiritual is when we spend time with the Holy Spirit by feeding ourselves. But sometimes we are we we may live astray, or sometimes I know that you may you may slide, and that is understandable. But don't let your sliding master over you. What backslided you be a master over you. The Bible lets us understand that we will fall down. You understand, if a soldier in the Lord falls down, he will rise again in the army. He does not remain the same. He does not remain in the sin. When you slip, you get up right there and move on. You don't stay there. So you have the rights for so many things, and so many things may happen to you, but don't let the things that will happen to you or get to you master over you. Because the Spirit of God lives inside of you, and your body is the temple of God. So you should... Let God be a master over you. That is why I always encourage us to be praying and feeding ourselves the Spirit of God as the Word of God. That will be the only reason and the only thing that will help us to be able to actually walk upright. That is the only thing. I tell you the truth. Man. I have studied it myself when I was coming up as a child of God, as a new believer. I studied it for myself and I know when my spiritual life is down, no prayer, nothing, I become carnal, I become fleshly. The feelings that an unbeliever will be feeling is the same feeling that I'll be feeling. The wickedness, the bad thoughts, the sexual thoughts and everything will be same. Nothing will be changed. You understand? So we should pay attention to that. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 verse 14. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom in indulging, indulge the flesh. Rather serve one another humbly in love. For the law, the entire law is fulfilled in keeping one, um, this one command. Love your neighbor as, as yourself. Thank you for watching. And um, that is the most powerful thing. So everything actually has been summed in love. You understand? Love your neighbor as what yourself. When you go to the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 22, the Bible says that. But scriptures has been locked up. But scripture has been locked up. Has been locked up everything under the control of sin. So that. What was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be revealed, might be given to those who believe. Understand? So, what is actually explaining is the scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin. 
You understand? It has logged up, it has logged, its future has logged everything under the control of sin. So that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. So right now, our, our, our faith, uh, our belief, through faith, we believe. And because of believing, we, we, we are made righteous. The Bible lets us understand concerning um, Abraham. The Bible said, because Abraham had faith, God considered him or God classified him as a righteous man. Just by faith in believing in God. So you believing in God or you having faith in God automatically makes you a righteous person. And if I say believing in God, faith comes by hearing. And um, what you hear, you fall in love with it. You understand? Abraham fell in love with God. Not that he was still living in sin or anything. In beginning was a steps. He started with a step and he had faith in God. He trusted him, but still he was having what? Some flaws. That is why God said that, Abraham, if you trust me, I know you trust me, but walk before me. Now follow my step. What I tell you is what you do. Where I step, you step. Where I move, you move. That is where love is. You realize that faith births out love. Don't forget what the book of John let us know. A perfect love casts out fear. And anyone that fears loves has not been what been perfected. So I'm not really talking about fear, but I'm actually making an example here. Perfect love casts out fear. In another form, you can say if Abraham did not trust God, it would also be like, oh. What if he is not like, sometimes we used to ask ourselves that question. What if he is not like, the question that the man asked me, that there are so many books and there are so many gods, so he doesn't know who is the true God, unless the true God has actually given an encounter. So it's just like that. When God told Abraham walk before me, Abraham could have said the same thing. Why should I walk before you? I don't know you. My father was as an idol worshiper and we have worshipped idols from our childhood. But why should I stop and follow you? How will, why should I trust you? When somebody is having trust issues, then he is fearing something. He is fearing that maybe you are not trustworthy. He has not known you enough. But Abraham had faith in God. He fell in love with God and decided to work with God. And that was a very beautiful thing. And because of that faith that he had in God, even though he had not seen God, but he heard from God, God directing him. And he just followed by believing that, yes, this is the God. I, he believed without having any doubts. He just followed fully. And at the end of the day, because of his faith that he demonstrated, he was classified as a righteous man. And God freed him from all the curses from his father's generations and all. And God blessed him and made him a blessing to all of us. And now we are all descendants of Abraham because of the obedience of one man. Because of the, the faith that one man had in God. Today you and I were all birthed out. Out of his loins we were all, we all came from. You understand? We all came from even the Muslims and whoever, whatever, whatever. We all came out from Abraham. Just that most of us have lost our identity where we came from. That is why, if you look at the Muslims very carefully, um, it was Ishmael, because of his, his son Ishmael. He was birthed out of that side to come. So out of his loins, all, everything was created. 
all the children or all the children of man of, on this earth were came out of him. But the problem is most deviated from the teachings, most deviated from what he followed. That was faith. Now people, most of the people are not moving by faith, but they are moving by what practice, your um, doctrines, <laughs> doctrines of the old and mixing with the faith. You cannot make, mix a doctrine, um, uh, you cannot mix um, laws with faith. You understand? You cannot mix law with faith. Law does not go hand in hand, in hand with faith. If you tell me that I'm receiving everything by faith, only by believing, and you tell me that it's attached with, another, with laws also, it doesn't make sense. Because if I say it doesn't make sense, why will a law go hand in hand with faith? Because he himself explained in his word that we are free. We have been set free. Now it's only about we believing. It's about faith in him. You understand? It's about faith in him. When we, are, we, are, we have faith in him, then, then we are free. So when another thing comes in, then it, it becomes something else for the people to believe. If you go to the book of Galatians 5 verse 1, it is, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You understand? By what yoke of slavery? Sin was a yoke of slavery. You understand? And, um, and um, you sacrificing um, a lamb and everything for your sins was like slavery, like bondage. You have to go and buy because you, you, nobody will just give you his lamb to sacrifice for yourself. And um, you, you, so, there are so many things actually that the Bible actually talked about that was like a bondage. It pushes you in bondage. It pushes you like it, it, it doesn't make you free. You understand? Like you are being, you are being controlled. It controls you. Rather, the Bible let us understand what we read earlier that we nothing controls us as we read earlier in the book of First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12 and I have the right to do anything and in the end time said that I will not be mastered by anything so now we are not nothing controls us you understand we don't move by control the laws the ten commandments and all shouldn't be like a law which will control you it's like it's forcing you to do but you should bet out of love when you find love in Christ, in faith, your faith in Christ and love, when your love bursts out, you understand, you are not, not it will, the laws, nothing will be will master over you. The laws will not master over you, but rather you master over the law. As I'm saying, when you go to the book of Galatians 5, 13 to 14, it talks about love, you understand. When you really have love for God and love for your neighbor, you have actually mastered the thing. Let me explain something. Let me not confuse you. Let me explain something <laughs> of the new and the old. The old, the law was mastered on us. When we say law, it's something that has been created to put on you to follow. It was like, you have to follow it. It was like a must. It's a force to follow something. But it was not attached with love. This is where God saw the mistake. When you go to the book of Hebrews chapter 7, this is where God saw the mistake. That is why he, he said that the law was weak and useless. <laughs> In his mind, he wanted the people to follow the law out of love. In his mind. But the people saw the law as what? Something that is on them. Because when they find themselves worshipping the idols and everything, they don't have rules, things that will just impeach them or, or, or force them, you understand, to move or to do certain things. 
But what the law was actually doing was the law was actually pushing them or impeaching them. That's how they were feeling. But in 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 in, in, the, in the in the New Testament, what Jesus Christ did was to come and die. Demonstration of love. You understand? So love and through faith that oh I believe in him because he came to die for me. Then the Bible lets us understand the book of John. That that we love him because he first loved us. So we, we, we saw the love of God manifestation. We saw the manifestation of love from Jesus Christ. And because of that, people felt the love for God. We all felt in love with God for he getting to that extent of his of, of, of life to come down to die for us was showing a great kind of sacrifice and a great kind of love. And because of that, the love that he shown towards us, we started what? Falling in love. We saw the care. We now trusted him because nobody will put his life down to prove that he loves you when somebody try proves even when we are normal earthly people when we are in love and everything and sometimes we love somebody and so we don't trust the person you say prove it and when the person will prove by maybe posting your picture and write something about you you are convinced and you fall in love and your love for the person grows the same way jesus christ did by to come down and to die for you and i to prove his love to you and i that listen i love you to the extent that I will go the extreme measure to die for you to be saved. And I will set you free from the laws that I myself set for you. That is why if you remember in the New Testament, he said something again. He said that when the Pharisees were, when he went with his disciples, they were hungry. It was a Sabbath day and they were eating. The Pharisees were speaking against him that, you know, this is a Sabbath day and blah, 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 blah. And Jesus said something. He said that I am the Lord of the Sabbath. You understand? I set the laws, or I set the laws, but now I am here. Forget about the laws. I am here now, and what I am here to teach you is not about law. I'm not here to teach you law, but I am here to teach you, but I'm here to teach you that when you have love, that's why the Bible says so, that when, the, then when, when someone asks Jesus in the book, in the, in the book of Matthew, that what is the greatest commandment? He said that, love your Lord, your God, and love your neighbors yourself. Out of this hangs all the laws. Because if you love God, everything is what? Is inside. If you love God, you will not disobey Him. <laughs> if you love your neighbor, you will not do Him wrong. So it's automatic. But in the Old Testament, when you look at the Ten Commandments, it was not attached with that. It was attached that don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do. So people were not knowing the foundation of what Jesus, what God was talking about. We should not do, we should not do, we should not do, we should not do. Why? Then he had to, he started repeating or he started talking to the people in, the, in Deuteronomy. Love your Lord, your God. Love your Lord, your God. So he was searching for love, but the people were following a law. Only few people were able to catch what God wanted to say. Only few people. Joseph was one of them. You understand? Jephthah was one of them. Gideon was one of them. There were few. You understand? There were few people. Daniel was one of them. If I have to mention, I can mention a number of them who were able to understand what God really wanted to say. They genuinely loved God. They were not following laws, but they were following love of God. They were following the love. They had a love of God to the extent that when Daniel, the, the Babylonian king, said that um, they should not nobody should pray when um, Cyrus King Cyrus 
said that nobody should pray. They seize everybody from prayer. Yes, because of his love for God, he Daniel went to his chamber to pray. He sat down, he knelt down, he prayed. And because of that, he was arrested and thrown into the dungeon for the lions to, kill, to, to devour him. And because of the love of God, he was not afraid because he had faith in God. And nothing happened to him. My brothers and sisters, this is the freedom that we have in Christ. Freedom over, over, over every attack. Freedom. These are the promises God is giving to us when he came to set us free. Freedom over death. That is the second death. Or even the earthly death, untimely death. If your, your God, the time God has planned for you is the time you die. You don't have to fear certain things that will come your way and everything. Because listen, you have been set free from all these things. From darkness and from what? Sin. Rest in Jesus. If you say rest in Jesus, it means you leave everything to Jesus. You are just resting because Jesus is doing your work for you. You don't need to do any work. You just rest in Jesus. What that you need to do is to, 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 to trust him through his word, study his word, and build your relationship with him stronger. You have been free. You have been set free. And um, now it's nothing is by works. It's all by faith. Nothing is by works. If I say you have been free, from um, so many things which uh, we all know you have been free from so many things from sin you have been free from death you have been set free from the laws and now you have been their laws have been replaced with love and um, you have been set free from giving a tent to a church before God blesses you it's, you are resting in Christ. Jesus Christ has done all this. He has paid all the debts. Understand? Because in the Old Testament, you remember in the book of Malachi, that if you are, if you are not paying a tithe, your tent, it's like you owing God. You owe God an amount. That is what the Bible says in the book of Malachi, that you you rob from me. You owe me. You rob from me. You owe me. But the Bible is also let us understand the New Testament that Jesus said, I have paid it all. It is finished. Everything is finished. You understand? You don't, it's not by works anymore. It's not about what you do. It's not about you giving some tents, then God will look at that to bless you. No. Jesus Christ has paid it all. He has done your work for you. Now, what you, how you have to work is a work out of love. So what you give to your pastor, what you give to the church should be a, 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 a seed of love, not a tent. It's a love seed. You don't, you don't um, percentage anything because see, if you love somebody and you are giving something to somebody, you don't percent it. True fact. If I love you and I want to give you something, I don't check. I don't percent it. Okay, I'm, I love uh, Anjali, so I'm giving this money to him. I love Benjamin, so I'm giving this money to her. And I'm, I'm, I'm percentaging the money. No. I ask what you need. I check and I see your wants. What you want. And with your wants, I give to you. Okay, you need this amount. Okay, oh sister, I don't have this amount, but I have this. What I have, I give to you. So I can even give you more. I can even give you less. And there is no problem in that. This is what love does. Love gives. For God loved the world. He gave his son. And if we love, we give. We should stop confusing ourselves 
um, in love, understand? With mixing the laws and love together, it is finished, my dear brothers and sisters. It is finished. Don't worry yourself. The Bible even talks about it, that we should give out of what? Not out of any force, but out of love. If it's a tent, somebody's telling you to pay a tent, every man pay a tent, it feels like a force. Understand? It's, it's like a force. That is why that thing was changed. That is why in the New Testament, Jesus um, in the New Testament brought this saying. Because in the old was like a force. You have to. It was a mask for you. If you don't do it, you are robbing from God. We are no longer robbing from God. How can we rob from him he has, if he has already paid it? How can we rob from him if he said that it is finished? If he, he said that he has set us free from, from all these things, then what do we owe God? All that you owe God is you owe him of praises. You owe him of thanksgiving because he, he came to clear certain things for you so that you'll be free. All that you owe God is for you to just thank him, for you to worship him, for you to love. What he's seeking from you is your love, your heart. Love your Lord, your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. If you love God, you will give to the things of God, but not tight. You will give to the things of God. You bless the man of God. You bless the people in the church. You bless the poor. You bless. You give out of love. Don't give like a tent. I have to pick a tent and I'll bless the church. No. Every month you can choose a pastor. I want to bless you with 200 cities. I want to bless you with 1,000. I want to bless you out of love. What do you have purpose in your heart to give? Give out of love. We give out of love. We don't give out of any, any, any force. You understand? What I'm seeing, the Spirit of God bear witness in what I'm telling you. The Spirit of God bear witness in what I'm telling you. Let us stick to the Word of God. And let us, you know, you understand? I'm not bombarding anybody. I'm not criticizing anybody. But this is the truth. You understand? Yeah, sometimes the people say that you are a young pastor coming. They are good men of God who are talking about Titan. And you are saying Titan is not good and Titan, blah, 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 blah. My dear brother, we, they came to follow doctrine. They saw it there. The great man of God was once not a great man of God and he came to meet the titan and he's following. You understand? He just followed because his spiritual father was telling him about titan and everybody. So he followed and became a great man of God and he's also continuing with the titan and somebody else will follow him. But it doesn't make it the truth. <laughs> understand? It doesn't make, the, make it the truth. Listen, it's not a sin to pay your tithe. Let me tell you the true fact. It's not a sin to pay your tithe. But what I just want you to know is when you don't pay it, you are not cursed. When you don't pay it, you are not under any bondage. When you don't pay it, it has nothing to do with, with you. It has nothing wrong and has nothing. You have not sinned. You have not. If you want to pay, it's your choice. I'm not telling you to stop. If you want to continue paying, it's your choice. But what I just want you to know is tighten, spend 10%, and the reason is God will protect the remaining part of the. Of, of the money and um, God will put the, uh, protect your business against the devourer and everything. Those points are chaff concerning the New Testament. Are chaff. Because the promises of God that He has given to us in the New Testament, He talks about those who love Him and those who obey Him. Obey His teachings, Jesus' teachings. Said so anyone that obeys my teachings, Jesus is the one thing. One that obeys my teachings, my father is pleased with him, and I am pleased with him. 
and we come and make our home with him. Love your Lord, your God. That is his command that he gave. Love. Show love. Love, love, love. So anyone that works with, with God in love, he has blessed that person. He has blessed you. Receiving him, working with him in faith. Faith is the substance of the hope for evidence of the not seen. So we live by faith, not by sight. About hopes. Whatever we need, by we action, say that in prayer and supplication, thanksgiving, it will be given. Action shall be given. So it's not, it's not that go and tight and it shall be given. Listen, don't let us contradict ourselves in our teachings. It's just in one. You are free. We have been set free. You have been liberated. We don't need to entangle ourselves in, in, in bondages. We are not in bondage anymore. You understand? We have been set free. We should just teach the people to, let, to depend on God. When we are doing like this, then they, they, don't, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are not depending on Jesus. They are depending on themselves. I'm giving the biggest tithe. I'm giving the biggest days. God is not concerned about the money you are giving even. See in the Bible, the people who were given, the people were giving big, big money because they had money. The woman or the poor lady who gave her only coin, God said that this lady has given more than all that you have given. That means he was not looking at the money, but he's looking at the heart in which he gave. She gave out of love. But these people gave out of what they have. They have much, so they give. The more that they even gave was not affecting them because they had more. But she was that's the only money that she had. And she gave it out of love to God to go home and suffer. To go home and eat nothing. But with faith and the love and he believed in God, he gave. And God saw that offering as the most precious offering. Why? Because he, she gave out of love. She knew her she gave. Even though it was so hard to give because that is a holy coin. But she did not hold it from God. She gave out of love. This is the thing. This is the truth. Give out of love. Nobody falls there to give that money. But she purposed in her heart to give her all. Because of love. So you can give your all to the church. If it touches you to maybe your money, you came to church, you have a lot of money in your pocket. That is all the money in your pocket. And you are touched by the Holy Spirit to empty your pocket. You empty your pocket. I've done it before. I empty my pocket and now I'm looking for transport to go home with my wife. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, because I was in Ghana that time and your wife is light-skinned and um, at the end of the day, you are trekking. <laughs> Joining some coins that was in my wife's purse. That is the money that I gave to her. Like the, when I paid the, 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 the driver, the changes that I, I gave to her, that she was keeping a long time in her purse, we started calculating. After giving my pocket money, she started calculating. Let's see. It took us to a certain junction. We have to walk and continue our journey. But because the Holy Spirit forced me to do that, the pastor made me kneel down and poured oil on me and prayed for me. I emptied my pocket that day. I emptied my pocket that day. Understand? So what I just want to say or what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to let us understand is we give out of love. God appreciates the gift of love. God gives for love. Let's sacrifice. Let's give out of love. Let us not by, move by selfishness. Most Christians give their time because they want to be blessed. Look at the mentality in which you are given. Has God not blessed you enough? When you wake up in the morning, you were breathing. Did you pay for that also? 
No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real fact. Did you pay it for your breath? It's free. It's not by works, so. It's not by works. Even our love, our kindness that we show, the giving of love, the Bible says it's more blessed in giving than receiving. People always turn that scripture around. Let me tell you that scripture. People always turn that scripture around thinking that if you give, then God will bless you. That's not the meaning. Let me tell you. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Meaning, if you look at it um, clearly in the Bible, Bible lets us understand that when we show love, then we are having what the nature of God. Because the nature of God is love. You understand? So if you are giving somebody money, it's more blessed. Blessing is not about money. It's not talking about money. Like it's trying to say that it's, it's a good thing. It's more a good thing to give than only to be receiving. The blessing is talking about this. It's more like a very good thing. Like look at the, what the Bible said. Blessed are those, and blessed are those, and blessed are those. You understand? Blessed are those who are meek and all. For they will, they will, they will see God and you know all these things. Was it attached with money? If he's talking about blessed are those, like you are blessed. Sometimes you see somebody say, oh, you are blessed though. It's not about the money. Sometimes me even doing the work of God, somebody, and maybe God, God using me to affect people's lives spiritually, prophetically. Somebody can just stand there and say that oh, this man of God is blessed though. The way the Holy Spirit is using him. So blessed is like, like a word like good. Understand? So God, the Bible is just trying to say that it is more good. It is good, very good, to give than to receive. It's a good thing because it's like you are instructed to love. You are instructed to give out of love. So it's more good that you are obeying an instruction that he has told you. It's more good to give. He's telling you to love your neighbor as yourself. Sacrifice, give to the needy and the poor out of love. Genuinely give to God. So when you are giving out of life, it's more blessed, it's more good to do this act than always to be sitting down and stretching your hands to receive. It's just as simple as that. So it's not about you giving, you'll be blessed with some money or God will bless your life with something. You are blessed already. I became poor so that you may be rich. I took your place and I gave you my place. And my place is blessed. So if I'm giving you my place, the Bible says in the book of John, anyone that believes in me will do better things that I did. So if you are doing greater things that you, my dear, listen to one point. When God, Christ is living inside of you, he said, I and my father lives inside of you. The blessing itself, the source of the blessing is living inside of you. What blessing do you seek? Simply, arrest my case. Let us just analyze verses. Pick verses, pick verses. Put them together. Analyze verses. Analyze the verses. The Bible, analyze them. Don't pick... Malachi chapter 3 and talk and leave it and then go and pick another scripture in Hebrew and leave it and go and pick another scripture in Galatians and leave it. No. Before you come out to teach anything, put all these scriptures together. Sometimes, that's what I do. I sit down. I put three, four, five scriptures together. I'm going to preach about this topic. Then I look at the any scripture which will speak or which will cancel what I am speaking. Because most of the times, 
when we are feeling wrongly, another scripture will cancel or will make our preaching chaff. I always look after other scriptures which will cancel my message. Which, when somebody throws a question to me, I will not be able to answer. So I always try to study broad. Cancellation of scriptures. And most of the time they will say, the Bible is a double-edged sword. So it casts this way and it casts this way. So sometimes it may say like this and then you say like this. My dear, it's a double-edged sword. We understand, we know that. It let us understand that it's very sharp. So it can pierce into the heart of anyone. It can pierce into even a hardened heart. It doesn't have any relationship with you do with. It is saying Deuteronomy this and he said that it, the Spirit of God doesn't bring confusion. That is why in the New Testament he said that the Spirit does not bring confusion. There is no confusion. That is why he stated it clearly in the book of Hebrews 7, Hebrews chapter 7, chapter 8, letting you know that the laws that he was given through him to Moses at that time and to other prophets at that time was weak and useless. I'm not the one who wrote the Bible. Was weak and useless. So because of that, he had to what bring a new covenant. He said that if the law was better, there would not have been a need for another covenant. If it was good, but rather he was sticking with what the covenant he had with Abraham. Carefully listen. People thinking that the old laws are the are the early laws. No, the laws that God just went back to the law, the commandments that He gave to Abraham, which was the first thing that we are following now. This was the first thing. Our Abraham had no loss, but he worked with God. That is the kind of love, the kind of relationship God wants to build with us. Not the kind of love and the relationship that he built with Moses' time. Moses is a, is, is a respectable man. God used him and everything. His side is over. But the kind of relationship God wants to have with us now is not the kind of relationship that he was having with the people of Israel in the Old Testament. He wants to have that relationship that he had with Abraham, which he has now transferred it to the New Testament. If you look at it carefully, he always mentioned Abraham, in, even in the New Testament, talking about he was my friend, which is all about faith. So we are in faith. And faith let us understand that faith, um, faith is we believe in. And by believing, grace about. Understand. So God is just um, letting us understand. That's what the Bible says. It's not by works. It's all by. It's not by. It's by grace, not by works. So if He's saying not by work, my dear brother, sit down. Ask yourself, what is works? What is the works that He's talking about? What works are you doing? Oh, I'm paying the ten percent so He will bless me, so that He will protect me, my dear. You cannot pay God. He chooses to do what He wants to do. You will give him before he gives you back. You pay him before he protects you. You pay him before he protects your business. You give him tens before he do something for you. Oh, that is not a God that we, we serve. We are not in a, you know, we're not in a shrine or a temple that we need to give before he do. He's a loving God. And everybody, God who is a loving God do things without expecting pay or salary. He said all riches are mine. What, what does he need this money for? Then the people will say that, yes, he said, all riches are mine. So what does he need the money for? So if he's asking, just yes, because he wants to test your obedience. My dear, if you want to know and you want to, to follow God and you want to obey God, it's not about money. So those who obey me. 
my teachings. And we know the teachings of Jesus Christ. The tent was not part of it. All that he came to teach when he came down. Listen, he gave an instruction when he was up. Now he came down to himself to now manifest whatever he wanted to say by himself. Then why he did this, he did not talk about it. He should have talked about it when he came. He should have talked about it. Because everything, he said that we should just listen to his words. He told his disciples the same thing. Go into the world and preach the gospel. Baptize them to become children of God. And, uh, and let them observe whatever teachings that I'm telling to, 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 to follow whatever teachings that I taught you people. And what he taught them is what we follow. Nothing, he didn't mention anything about that. What he, meant, uh, what he, he did was genuinely blessing people, giving people, helping people. He himself, when people... Listen, people bless Jesus out of love and Judas was the one holding the bag. I know about that. That is out of love. People gave to him out of love. Not about I am paying ten to do anything. People gave money and people gave items to Jesus Christ when he was alive because he needed it because he was walking and preaching. He gave and that is when they were just all surviving on. But he never and ever told anybody if it was there, let the record, anyone that has a record let it come out that jesus christ said that you should pay your tent then jesus christ himself will be taking a tent because he was he was also preaching he was also a minister of god let me say like he was ministering for god for the son of god but he came in the form of man to minister he was preaching all around he could have taken a 10 percent himself to survive himself uh, pay 10 percent to me those who are not paying percent me are robbing god but he never He never mentioned anything like that. You understand? He only talked about love, giving out of love. He talked about all these things. So, brother and sister, let, let me not take much of your time. You are free. And you are very free. You are not in bondage. You have been free from everything. Get that in your mind always. I want you to clear a lot of chaff from your mind. And fill your mind. Don't listen to me even. Stick to your word of God. Stick to the Bible. Sit down. Steady. Stop harassing yourself. You understand? With, with so many confusion that goes on. The messages that we preach. When we preach, go. Let's follow the scriptures. Take the Bible. Sit down. Steady for yourself. If it doesn't contradict against what is the norm of the day. Then you can actually take it and move on. But what I just want you to know is paying your tithe has no problem. But it does not bring any blessings to you. That I'm paying, then God will look at that to bless me. When you give that money to somebody or any pastor or anything, it's out of love. God sees it out of love. So God bless you. Have a nice day. Love you all. And bye-bye.